Thank the Lord. If you got your Bible, you know what? I'm going to read so much. I don't even know if you keep up with me. But you can act like it if you want to. Leviticus 20 and 24. I'm going to read quite a bit tonight, but the Lord's going to help us. The Bible said, But I have said unto you, ye shall inherit their land. That means God was going to give them something that originally belonged to somebody else. Hallelujah. He said, I will give it unto you to, everybody say, possess it. Amen. If you think God just gives people stuff and you ain't got to do nothing, amen, this might not be the message for you. But if you like the truth, this is going to be the message you want to hear. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to give it to you to possess it. A land that floweth with milk and honey. He said, I am the Lord your God which have separated you from other people. Say, well, I just feel like I don't fit in in the world. That's because God picked you up. God called you out. Hallelujah. You'll never fit in the world when God separates you. Deuteronomy 1 and 8. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and, everybody say, possess the land. Which the Lord swear unto your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give unto them and to their seed after them. Deuteronomy 9 and, and verse 1. Hear, O Israel, thou art to pass over Jordan this day. Amen. There's a day when you got to come on over and get a hold of it. Hallelujah. He said, you're going to go in and you're going to, everybody say, possess. You're going to possess nations greater and mightier than thyself. Well, I don't feel like I can do it. Well, it ain't you doing it anyway. It said God called you. Greater and mightier than thyself. Cities great and fenced up to heaven. A people great and tall. The children of the Anakims whom thou knowest and of whom thou hast heard say, Who could stand before the children of Anak? Understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he which goeth over before thee as a consuming fire. He shall destroy them and he shall bring them down before thy face. So shalt thou drive them out and destroy them quickly as the Lord hath said unto thee. I wonder if anybody's got faith in this house tonight. I want to preach for just a little while learning, everybody say learning, to possess the land. You got to learn how to possess the land. Set your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, why don't you pray until the Holy Ghost comes down on you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, shout out that name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you know how you're going to make it? Come on, shout that name. It's that name that has power. It's the, the name that's higher than every other name. It's that name that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess to. It's that name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now in a way of worship, put your hands together for the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Amen. Thank you so much for standing to honor the reading of the Word of God. And I want to preach to you, amen, what God has been stirring up in my spirit for weeks now. Amen. I don't ever just preach stuff when, just because I feel like it. I, I want God's perfect timing. Amen. When I woke up this morning, there wasn't a doubt in my mind what I was going to preach. Amen. God knows who's going to be in church. He knows who's not going to be in church. I quit worrying about it a long time ago. 
Amen. God's timing is perfect. I said God's timing is perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I want my desire for this church is I want you to possess more than you got right now. I wonder if anybody's got room for any more. Anybody got room for a little more anointing in your life? A little more power? A few more blessings? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The Hebrew word uh, possess, or that was translated from the English word possess, simply means to occupy. Everybody say to occupy by driving out the previous tenants. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you what God's plan for you to do is. Amen. You're going to have to run some things out before you become what God wants you to be. That's why we still preach repent and be baptized, every one of you. Amen. There's still some things you got to run out if you're going to have everything that God wants you to have. Hallelujah, this word means by implication, it means to seize. Amen. This one really cracks me up. It means to rob. Praise God. Amen, in the right way. It means to inherit, but it means to expel. Amen. You know what I believe the Lord's saying? He don't want his people to just exist. I believe God wants you to get out of the mentality of I'm just going to exist. But I think he wants you to get into the mentality of I want to possess. I won't ever promise that God's got laid out for me. Every calling, every gift, every blessing, every work, every ministry, whatever he's got for me, I want it. Come on, somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give me just a little more volume. Praise God. I don't know what it sounds like out there, but I can't hear myself. Praise God. Let me tell you something. When you get out of the understanding that you have to possess things, you begin to just uh, dog paddle. You're going backwards. Amen. It's kind of like riding a bicycle. You make it balance yourself for a little while. And juke and jive and make everybody think you got it together. But eventually, if you don't start pedaling, you're about to crash. Come on, you need to get out of the fake. And get into the real. Hey, I'm here to go forward tonight. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Y'all going to preach with me tonight? Put up Numbers, the 33rd chapter. The 50th verse, the Bible said, And the Lord spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then... Ye shall drive out all of the inhabitants of the land before you. Amen. But that ain't all you're going to do. When you get there, you're going to have to destroy all their pictures. What would they have had pictures of? I don't know what it was, but God didn't like it. What do I got to get rid of? Anything God don't like. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He said, destroy their molten images. Means get rid of all them idols. Get rid of that garbage. Get your eyes on God. He said, quite pluck down all their high places. That's where they went up to to worship the the goddesses of, of whatever. Amen. He said, get rid of all that garbage. And he said, you shall dispossess Praise God. 
Amen. This ain't going to get real deep. But if you're going to possess what God wants you to possess, you're going to have to dispossess what's in the way right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hallelujah. You're going to take everything God wants you to take. You're going to have to learn how to dry some things out. He said, for I have given you the land to possess it. And you shall divide the land by lot for an inheritance among your families. To the more, you shall give the more inheritance. And to the fewer, you shall give the less inheritance. Every man's inheritance shall be in the place where his lot falleth. According to the tribes of your fathers, ye shall inherit. The 55th verse. But, everybody say, but. If ye will not drive out the inhabitants. If you decide, I don't feel like fighting. If you decide, well, I don't really want to tell my babies what to do. If you decide you don't want to drive them out. The Bible said, then it shall come to pass that those which ye let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your sides and shall vex you in the land wherein ye dwell. Then he said, moreover, it shall come to pass that I shall do unto you as I thought to do unto them. Let me tell you, we ain't got no choice but to strap our boots on and say, I'm gonna possess the land. Amen. God would say it over and over. He would say, I'm going to give you this land. He would say it over and over. It's a land that flows with milk and honey. He would say it over and over. I'm going to help you. It ain't like you got to do it by yourself. Hey, man, all you got to do is go back to prayer meeting when it gets hard. God said, I'll help you. He said, I'll be a consuming fire that goes before you. He said, I'll send an angel before you. He said, I'll be a hornet that goes before you. Are you getting a drift of what God's wanting to do? If you're willing and obedient. Let me tell you who's going to possess the land. The willing and the obedient. When God said move forward, you just got to move forward. When God said it's time to lift your hands, you better lift your hands. When God says worship, it's time to worship. This is... This is what God would say. I'm going to go. I'll be there before you get there. You think you're in uncharted territory. God's already walked the path. Well, I just feel like I'm all alone. Like I'm just clearing out the trail. You ain't clearing out the trail. God's already cleared out the trail. God's already sent the hornets uh, to drive them out. uh, But you have to possess it. Come on. We can't be cowards. Uh, We can't be babies. Uh, We can't be offended. Uh, We got to be possessors. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I've seen many people start and I've seen many people back up and quit. I've seen a lot of people start and I've seen a lot of people fall off the tracks. Hallelujah, if you fall off the tracks, just get back on the tracks. A righteous man falls. You feel like you messed up, who cares? Just get back up. There ain't nobody gonna judge you. Just say, hey, I'm here. I'm here to do the right thing. I want to possess the land. Hallelujah. This is what he said. If you don't 
If you don't do it, amen, it's going to be a pricks in your eyes. What is he talking about? He's saying if you go to the land, I promise you, but you don't dispossess the people. If you don't get rid of all the stuff, it's going to be like a thorn bush poking you in the eye every day. I don't know about you, but I don't like briars. He said it's going to be like a thorn in your side you can't get rid of. He said they're going to vex you every day. Amen. It's a decision we got to make in our mind. If we don't drive them out, it's going to be problems. So then we read on Judges, the first chapter in the 19th verse. After they know, the Bible said, and the Lord was with Judah, and he drove out the inhabitants of the mountain. But Judah could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley because they had chariots of iron. Now, do you think it was because God couldn't overthrow a chariot of iron? Not at all. Because so did Pharaoh. God's not scared of a chariot. What makes God back up is when people quit saying, I'm going to possess what God gave me. Judges 1 and 21. And the children of Benjamin, this is a different tribe, did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem. Judges 1 and 27. Neither did Manasseh drive out the inhabitants of Bethshean and all those towns. The 29th verse. Neither did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites that dwelt in Gezer. The 30th verse. Neither did Ze- are, you, are you seeing a pattern? Neither did Zebulun drive out the inhabitants of Kitron. 31st verse. Neither did Asher drive out the inhabitants of Acho. 33, neither did Naphtali drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh. The 34th verse, and the Amorites forced the children of Dan into the mountain for they would not suffer them to come down to the valley. Praise God. You know what you better get the attitude of? If it's the last thing that I do, if it kills me, I'm not going to have a half victory in my life. Boy, I feel Jesus in this place. We're about to rebuke the half victory spirit in this church in Pentecost. Hey, if God be for us, I said if God be for us, if God's going before us, who could be against us? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Uh, Come on, somebody. Uh, All you got to do is make up your mind. Uh, Hey, it may get a little harder tomorrow, uh, but I'm not going to quit. Hey, man, the giants may get a little taller uh, the next battle, but I'm not going to quit. They may get a little stronger, but God told me it's mine. Hallelujah, lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen, these words come to me. I was praying one day several weeks ago. And the Lord brought these words to my mind. Israel never learned how to possess the land. Hallelujah. God, don't let it be said of this church, in your family, in your pew, that you never learned how to possess what God wanted to give you. Maybe it was human nature. I understand human nature. Human nature uh, weighs uh, how big and how tall and the battle is. 
how high the mountain is, but you can't look at the mountain. Jesus said, you just gotta speak to it because it's not in you. The power is not in you. It's in the Holy Ghost that's in you. He said, if you speak to that mountain like you got authority, like you're gonna possess it, that mountain will get up and run to the sea. Hey. Well, I couldn't make it. I made it so far, but you know, I got to a certain place where the mountain was so tall and the river was so wide and the valley was so deep. No, the same God that carried you, your very first step is the same God that'll carry you on your last step. You just gotta lock arms with him. Hey, if you ain't holding his hand, I understand. It could be scary, but if you'll hold his hand. Hallelujah. Walk with me, Jesus. And I don't know, I just began to think about these people that never learn how to possess anything. And Amen. I, I got a burden for this church tonight. Know what human nature does. Human nature says, Well, I'm better than I used to be. Hallelujah. That's human nature. I'm glad you're better than you used to be. I'm thrilled you're better than you used to be. But don't lose your fight, don't lose your fervency. I was so thrilled. A man told me not long ago. He said, I went from 15 packs of cigarettes a week. I'm down to one. It made me want to shout inside. But I want to tell you, you need to fight that last one just as hard as you fought them other 14 until you got total victory till your spirit possesses the land don't give up don't leave one thing you keep on until you conquer it come on let's love him hallelujah hallelujah we can excuse ourselves by saying hey we're better than we were let me tell you God didn't bring you up out of Egypt to make you a little better God didn't give you the Holy Ghost to make you a little better. God brought you out so you could live in promise. Amen. Promise is when you're living in God's land. Amen. No more bondage. This may not be a message for this generation, but I believe it is with all my heart. There used to be a generation when they prayed through. Brother, they broke every chain. They laid everything down. They made up their mind, I'm going to do it if it's the last thing I do. Amen. And I understand we live in a generation that it's a lot easier than it was in previous generations. Amen. You don't have to work as hard or do as much or whatever. I don't know. Amen. They call them snowflakes. I don't know what that means, but... In my mind, it's something that can't take very much heat. Amen. But in the old days, when they said, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean, and I will receive you. They just came out from among them. They just separated. They said, I want to be clean. Hallelujah. Man, I got a message for my generation. And every generation that follows, don't you quit fighting the good fight until you drove out every devil in hell, till you've overcome every temptation, till you broke every addiction, till every chain falls off of you. Hallelujah. Hey, I tried to build faith in somebody. You can do it just like they did. 
It's the same God. It's the same power. It's the same Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Don't ever give up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe it was the mentality of being a slave. Never owning anything. To a slave who's never owned anything. The thought of possessing something and it being yours seems foreign. Hallelujah. When God brought them up out of Egypt, they never owned anything in their life. They lived in houses with Pharaoh's name on it. They were working in fields with Pharaoh's names on it. Building bricks in factories with Pharaoh's name on it. They couldn't comprehend. They had the mentality of a slave. And when God set them free... You got to know. You got to know when you spoke in tongues at an altar. When they baptized you in Jesus' name, you're not a slave anymore. You become royalty. We're a chosen generation, we're a royal priesthood. We're not nobodies. We were made a little lower than the angels. Raise us up to sit together heavenly places. Baby, you just couldn't comprehend the thought of having everything that God wanted to give them. Maybe I'm just here to help somebody's brain tonight. People walk through the door so beaten down. They've made mistakes. And and they walk in thinking, like the prodigal, just make me a hired servant. You don't know God if you talk like that. The father said, you ain't going to be a hired servant in this house. You're my son. You're not a slave of a hog farmer anymore. Come on, you got to learn how to possess. You got to learn how to open up your mind. Say, God knows who I am. God knows what I am. And He still called me. God knows what I did. He was with me in the darkest hours of my life. And He still said, Come here, boy. I love you. I want you to be here. I got a blessing for you. I got something I want you to possess. I don't know what what it is that keeps people from totally winning the, the battle. Maybe it was a lack of faith when Judah seen those chariots of iron. Tell you if you ain't careful, if you if you focus on the enemy, you'll start looking pretty enormous. You start looking at the challenges of life, it can look pretty enormous. Amen. He said, when you see all these things come to pass, he didn't say put your head down. Woe is me. He didn't say walk around town sad and depressed. Isolate yourself from everybody else. We're not isolationists. How can a light isolate itself? When you're called to be a light. Somebody said we all. (laughs) Somebody said we need to get a big old farm and just all live together and have bees and honey, milk cows. I'm thinking, well, what about everybody else that's going to go to hell? What about the people on Main Street? What? 
when you're alive, you're a light. Hey, when he gave us possession, he said, take the land. You know what? We're going to take the cities, what we're going to do. We're not going to run from the city. We're going to take the city. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all, y'all pray for our neighbor right back here. Mr. Eccles, he, he was the first one I gave a church card to when we moved in here, like in 2016 or something. I don't know, 15, 16, 17. Gave him a church card. And he's, he's a nice guy. And um, anyway, I was talking to him not long ago. And I said, man, I've been here a long time. I've been your neighbor. Have I been a good neighbor? And he's like, yeah, y'all been good neighbors. And I said, well, you still ain't come to church one time. <laughs> he said, I'm going to come. He said, but I want to tell you something. Everybody in town is talking about y'all building that big church out there. He said, because ain't nobody else building churches. He said, everybody in this city is talking about what y'all doing. He said, everywhere I go, everywhere I go, they're talking about what's going on out there. Come on, listen, I'll get tired. Listen. Because you get a couple $20 bills in your pocket now. This is the human nature. When the pressure gets off of people, they back off. Doctor says, hey, if you don't start exercising, you're going to die in six months. Well, they're bench pressing and leg curling at the same time. And they go back a few weeks later and say, doctor, man, it's looking pretty good. It's just a nature. It's just humanity. Hallelujah. The baker says, you got two weeks. To bring me that money. I'm fixing to take your building or whatever. Boy, you can start gathering up money and gathering up this and gathering up. Paying that house payment. Making that job. All of a sudden, you get a month ahead and it's just, you start relaxing. Start going back into the patterns that got you in trouble in the first place. It's just human nature. I got a feeling they were, they had a mentality of being a slave. And all of a sudden they, they had this guy named Joshua that was like a wild man. Well, they was taking out cities. And I got a feeling after they all each had a house and Joshua said, man, we ain't got started. God wants to give you all that. They got to thinking, well, my leg's kind of hurting tonight. What am I going to do with a second house anyway? <laughs> my stomach's hurting from all these grapes I've been eating from these vineyards I didn't plant. Feel bloated from drinking all this water from these wells I didn't dig. And Joshua said, come on, man. God's just getting started. Somehow, you got to get something in your spirit that says I'm not content with just a few little things. I'm not content with just winning a few little souls. Hey, I'm not content with just having a little church. I want, I want to win this city. Why would we get short-sighted and live in a city of 35,000 people? That means we got to know People to have 35, 1,000 member churches in this city. Don't get the 
Well, I don't want it to grow anymore because I might not get to sing anymore. I might not be the one that gets to play middle C anymore. I'm just afraid I won't be the best service starter anymore. You need to get all that out of your mind. God's given us a promise. We're supposed to possess the land. Don't sit down. Don't give up. Don't lay back when God's wanting to do something. Hallelujah. Man, maybe it was a, maybe it was a lack of faith. I don't know when they seen the big old giants of men. Hallelujah. Oh, do we really do we really want to start a fight with them? You gotta understand what we don't start fights. We obey God. That's right. When you let when you let it become about you, friend, you, you miss the whole thing. There were some tribes that had a bunch of people, and there were some that had not quite so many people. And God said, if there's a tribe with a whole lot of people, give them more land. And it's a tribe with less people give them a little less and hallelujah praise God Amen. wouldn't it be beautiful if people like quit comparing themselves with other people God Woe is me, I got the little house. It's okay. If God gave it to you, you ought to wake up and say, Thank you, God, for this house. Thank you, God, for this car you gave me. I just I just don't make as much money as they do. I just and I know in my mind every week they're getting ahead of me. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. What's beautiful is when people just take what God told them to possess. And they just go after it with all their heart. Amen. When you start picking, the Bible said you put every man according to his tribe and his lot. You know what that means? There was 11 of them. Of course, Levi didn't even get any land because God didn't want him plowing all day long every day and then running to church and trying to put his jacket on real fast and try to get a word from God real fast. He wanted him working around that temple all day long. When all them other tribes were out there working and they were tired and they came in, he wanted Levi to be able to open up the word of God and put some more strength in those tribes. Hey, you're going to make it another day. Look at what you did today. God will bless you again tomorrow. Hallelujah. Amen. But the Bible said every man would he would be wherever his tribe, whatever lot that was given, that's where he would be. Amen. It's so beautiful like when just people just uh, fall in love with the lot. Praise God. Judah means praise. and If I was picking, that'd be the one I'd want to be a part of. Amen. Amen, but was a lot of men that weren't in a tribe that was called the lion or the praiser. There was a bunch of them that were put in tribes that came from people that weren't even wives. They were concubines. Amen. But wherever you end up, you can make the best of it. 
There was some men from the tribe of Issachar, which wouldn't have been one of the greatest tribes, I wouldn't believe. But the Bible talks about later on, it would say, these men of Issachar, they understood the times. David, David said, hey, that tribe over there that ain't known for much of nothing, they got some men over there that's made up their mind. We're going to hear from the mind of God. We don't want to just blow through life and know what's going on. We want to understand what's going on right now. Amen. They understood who they were. I want to possess what God's got for me. I want to tell you something. There's a lot of times God will give me a message and and, uh, sometimes it's like a Almost a correcting type of messaging. Sometimes there's pieces of messages that, that are like a rebuke to, to, to people. And you just got to do what you got to do. But I want to tell you something. When God began to give me this message, I, I felt the love of God come over me. I, I, I wish I could explain what I felt. I felt God's empathy. Amen. Standing on the, around these aisles. Saying, I want them to have it all. I don't want my people to have be halfway there. Halfway blessed. Halfway delivered. Halfway happy. Halfway anointed. I felt the love of God saying, hey, I want them to drive out everything that don't belong. And I'll, I'll bless them. I'll help them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Israel today is in a war. You know who they're fighting? They're fighting people that are left over. They call them Palestinian, but the word comes from Philistinian. It was the people of Canaan. God said, I want you to go. I want you to utterly destroy them. And if you don't, you're going to wish you would have. I don't know how many thousands of years, I would say uh, at least three. Maybe 3,500 years since they came out of there. When God said, if you don't get, a, get rid of everything that I want to give you, get rid of all the things that will stop it up. It's going to be a, something that pokes you in the eye and something that pokes you in the side. It's going to be something you're going to deal with all your life. Begin to think about on October the 7th, 1200 Israelis were doing whatever they do. Some of them were in bed sleeping on a Saturday morning. Some of them were at a music concert or something. People gardening, people driving up down the road. And some thorns came out from under the fence and killed 1200 Israelis three months ago. I'm talking about an old, old word. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. It's not worth it to have a half victory. You, you, you may think you're being kind and I, I don't want to hurt nobody. Uh, let me tell you, it's going to come back to hurt you. Uh, amen. Uh, God said uh, you got to possess the land, which means you got to drive the other tenants out. Let me bring it. I'm not landing yet, but I'm going to let off the jet fuel just a little bit. I'm going to take you to John, the 8th chapter and the 36th verse. The Bible said, If the Son, therefore, shall make you, everybody say free. You shall be free indeed. 
you began to get you a Greek interlinear Bible and began to read what this says. It says, if the Son be making you free, you'll be really free. Yeah. Before you were born of the water and the Spirit, you were a slave to sin. But when you got the Holy Ghost, the Bible says you got power. Power for what? Power to be an overcomer. Power to be a witness. Let me tell you, some people hang on to things because they think they can't get rid of it. They hang on to whatever. Addictions because they can't get rid of it. They love to feel God when they're in God's house, but they know in their mind when they go back out the door, they're going to be just as bound as they was when they walked in. So it's like they're just getting a little drink hoping that's going to fulfill everything. Amen. It's not going to fulfill everything until your mind gets right. When your mind gets right and you realize God didn't give me the Holy Ghost to make me a little better person. God didn't give me the Holy Ghost to get me out of prison. God didn't give me the Holy Ghost just to put my marriage back together. God gave me the Holy Ghost so I could be Come on, shout free. It's the same human nature. Pastor, man, I, I, I quit drinking and I, I got rid of that. Oh, man, I took my old George Jones CDs. And I beat them with a hammer. Man, I've been dipping snuff for 10 years, but... I can't, but I'm telling you, I'm a lot better than I used to be. I'm thrilled. I'm so thrilled you're better. But that ain't what the Bible said. The Bible said, he that the Son has set free. He's really free. I said he's really free. Come on. Don't don't let me mess up your theology. Uh, But I want to tell you what Paul said. He said, I find there's a law in me, Brother Brooks, that if I don't do right, I don't pray, I'm going to mess up like everybody else. He said, when I want to do right, there's something pulling me uh, to make me try to do wrong. Uh, When I want to say the right thing, when I want to be kind, there's something in me that just... That's the seventh chapter of Romans. I found the law. I thought it was going to be easy. It's not easy. Because I still got a flesh. I'm talking about the man that wrote most of the New Testament. Said there's something in me. Thank God that the book of Romans didn't end with the seventh chapter, Sister Trish. I'm glad he wrote the eighth chapter. Because then he said, now the law of the Spirit, capital S, when I got the Holy Ghost, it made me free from the law of sin and death. Don't tell me you got the Holy Ghost and you can't quit it. If you got the real Holy Ghost, you got power. He that the Son has set free He's really. Can can I help somebody? I'm not trying. I hope you understand me. I'm not trying to throw a wet blanket on progress. Thank God for progress. But don't you let the devil think that he's going to camp out on the land that God gave you. Don't you let him think uh, he's going to put his name on the door of the house uh, that God gave you. You better get down in your spirit uh, that says if it's the last thing that I do, uh, I'm going to run every devil out of here. Uh, Hey, man, I'm going to be victorious. Uh, I'm going to win this battle. Come on, stand.
stand together with me right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm really free. I'm really free. I've discovered pastoring for almost or over 10 years that the devil tells everybody the same lie. When they get the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, the devil says, you didn't get nothing. I thought, why would he tell everybody the same lie? Seemed like he would get some variety. They began to think about what the lie was. Praise God. If he can get you to think that your Holy Ghost experience didn't happen, he can get you to believe you ain't got the power to be an overcomer. I thought if I was him, I'd tell the same lie. I got the Holy Ghost and it was like a meeting. That was a voice in my mind saying, that was just you. You're just glad that you're not doing what you used to do. That was just a feeling. For, that was just humanity. That was, that, that was you. So I grabbed my pastor and I said, are you sure I got the Holy Ghost? I mean, I've been in church one day. I said, are you sure I got the Holy Ghost? And he was just grinning. You know why he was grinning? He's probably told the same lie. He said, well, let me just tell you something. Why don't you do the same thing tonight? Why don't you pray again tonight like you did Sunday night? See, I was, when I got the Holy Ghost, I forgot who I was. <laughs> I never heard myself speaking tongues. I was too drunk to hear. He said, just do that again, and we'll see what happens. We'll just add a little bit to what you got Sunday night. Tuesday night, he started preaching to one of my old heathen friends. All my best friends. He was a heathen just like I was a heathen. Glenn Addy. Well, I guess he thought the Lord was coming back if I got the Holy Ghost. He ran down to the altar. I thought, looky here. I'll pray for myself later. Right now, I need to pray for my friend. I put my hand on my friend's back. and I start praying, God, fill Glenn with the Holy Ghost. Don't let him go to hell. I didn't pray very long. I started crying. When I started crying, I started speaking in some language. I thought, couldn't talk in English no more. And I was trying to say, God, fill Glenn with the Holy Ghost. And I don't know what I was saying. And I got up and I went to my pastor. I said, I got the Holy Ghost. The devil better go tell somebody else. But why, why would he say that? Because it's the law of the Spirit that makes you free from the law of sin. If he can make you think your experience was nothing, he's got you. You know what I say? I don't care if you spoke in tongues 50 years ago. I, I, this is what I want you to do. Do it again one more time tonight. Boy, wouldn't it be beautiful if we made a liar out of the devil 175 times tonight? Didn't he make us look like idiots enough? Wouldn't it be wonderful for all of us to make him look like an idiot tonight? said you didn't have nothing. He said you're on the way to hell. What would happen if you got drunk in the Holy Ghost? 
Hey, I want everybody. I know there's, there's room for about 40 more, but then there's room for about 60 through there. 20 and 20. And there's room for 50 up here. I want everybody speaking tongues again. I want everybody to feel the power of God one more time. I want everybody to run some things out that's been tormenting you. I want everybody to try some things off of some territory that God said was yours. Come on, you think it could happen? You think it could happen? You think God can do it again? I believe God can do it again. I want you to think about the night you got the Holy Ghost. Everybody remember the night you got the Holy Ghost? Raise your hand if you remember the night or day, whatever. Can you remember what you were thinking? You remember what you were thinking? You remember what your attitude was? You remember what your spirit was? You remember what your desperation level was? You may tell you how you get it again. You may tell you how you get it all over again. Get back to that place. You didn't care who was looking at you. You didn't care what they thought. You didn't care who was in the car already waiting on you. You said, me and Jesus are about to hook up. I'm not leaving until you give me an answer. And guess what? When you got determined, the answer came. One of the first people to receive the Holy Ghost in the old building was Brother Carl Seeley. Just like yesterday, I remember I thought somebody had opened the door. I had my hand on his head and my feet started getting cold. I thought, who opened the door? Nobody opened the door. Somehow there was a wind in that place. Begin to generate. About that time he went to speaking in tongues. That's why I've been praying for 30 years, filled my husband with the Holy Ghost. And in one moment, it was like a mighty rushing wind. It's what happens when people get desperate. anybody want to claim some new territory? Has anybody had anything prophesied over them that hasn't happened yet? Has anybody got a word of God that hasn't happened in their life yet? All you got to do is run the inhabitants out. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Let's pray. Let's pray a day of Pentecost prayer. They were all in one place in one accord. And suddenly uh, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on. Just like the day of. 